Hello there. Thank you for downloading our message. It is our desire you grow in the mastery of the word and the power of the spirit as you listen. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. From 18. I warn everyone who hears the word of this prophecy, of this scroll. I like us to read the Bible in context. Okay? Context is very context is key. When we miss context, we just we we misinterpret what is written. So he says, I want everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of what? Of this scroll. What scroll? Revelation scroll. Okay? If anyone adds anything to them. God will have that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words from this scroll, God will go to take it from them, whatever the person share in a tree of life and the holy city which are described in this scroll. So, the guy kept on saying, in this scroll, in this scroll. And we, and, we, and we now by ourselves took it to everything. So, it's like we are deliberately misunderstanding what the guy said. Because the guy said it like three times, in this scroll, in this scroll. In this school, the question time I finished. I want to question the word. Okay? So, of course, if we now deliberate, and even in this school, you can make an honest mistake. Okay? God is not, is not your, your school teacher, your school headmaster. That is out to catch when you make a mistake. No, that's not God. Do you get my point? God is not out, he's not, he's not waiting for you to make a mistake to, to, to punish you. So that, wait, wait, you should not be scared of making honest mistakes. If you don't don't dare anything in God's kingdom, you will make mistakes. Very honest ones. Okay? So, um, let's not live in fear of error. The fear of error itself is error. Yeah. The fear of error is the beginning of error. If you fear error too much, you will make mistakes. Okay? So, we're allowed to, you're you're allowed to ask questions, to, to, to try stuff out. Okay? And of course, if you, if you now deliberately, deliberately try to add to the Bible, of course, you should be, you, know, you, are, you are risking condemnation. If you don't deliberately deliberate try to now um, make it say what it does not say, then you are risking condemnation. Okay? But people make honest mistakes. That happens a lot. That's fine. But no, we will not try to deliberately make it say what it's not saying. For example, when people say that um, the Bible is not against homosexualism, now that is you deliberately trying to add to it or to remove from it. That, now, that, that's a more. That's, that is when you are adding to it. When, when, you, when you know that it's, it's against it, you're trying to make us think it's not against it. That's when you're trying to deliberately you know, um, add and remove from it. Now you make an honest, honest mistake. Now the first question, um, Bible and slavery. Now, the Bible was written um, by God's inspiration. Well, people wrote it. Amen. God inspired, people wrote God, God did not dictate he didn't dictate. He inspired and people wrote. So, the way I'll be inspired and I'll write, the same thing. It's not how you will be inspired and you write. Like, say you're a programmer. You want to do the same project. Now, the way I'll code my language is not how you code your language. So, at the end of the day, you might get the same, the same um, concept, but not the same language, the same execution. So, you will see people's exposure in their writings. 
two people's um, education in their language. So when you see Paul's writings, you can see that his education is there. You can see the exposure. So when you see Peter's own, you can, you can always tell their level of exposure. Now, only Paul at that time, I think, among those guys there, could have written a book like Romans. Why? Law professor. Was a professor of law. Yeah. Was a Pharisee of Pharisees, elite of elite. So the way he could interpret the law was not how you would interpret the law. And the way God works says there is spirit in man. The breath of the almighty is understanding. So it is God's spirit working with what you already have that brings understanding. Amen. So God works with you on your knowledge level to bet something bigger than what you already have. But it works with your, with your, with your canvas. This is why we say get educated, go to school, read more, so that you are, giving, you are, you are presenting a more, a more um, vast canvas to paint on. Praise God. So, um, this is about slavery. Number one, in those days, um, slavery was not like our slavery to some extent. Now, the way it worked there was that people, number one, when they talk about boss and employee relationship, it was like master and slave. You get my point? So, it's like most of it was boss to, boss to employee. That's one. And number two, in their, in their culture also, if I borrow you money and you can't pay back, you can pay with yourself. I can own you. So maybe for a time frame or something, but I can also own you. So we can see it's more of a cultural situation. It's not God saying, um, have a slave. So it was God, it was, it was them being inspired to write in their culture. So when they say um, servants, you let your, to your to your masters. Like saying employees obey your employers. And even then, they had, they, had even, they had rules that protected the slaves in quotes. So it was not about kind of uh, modern day slavery of blacks and all that. It wasn't at that level. And even then, Paul would tell, tell, tell slaves, obey masters of the Lord and all that because you're serving God. Also tell the masters that obey your, as you know, um, serve your masters with, 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 um, with love, knowing that you are serving the Lord. You are, you are, you are, you are being watched by Christ who does not have, who does not have um, favoritism. Like judges the masters and slaves alike. So he will talk to the, to the slaves, talk to the masters, to treat them with dignity. So we cannot infer in any way that the Bible supports slavery. No. No. So the Bible always preaches love. So you cannot tell us that um, the Bible that preaches love, that kind of selfless giving love, supports only someone, maltreating them, beating them to their, to their turning on the skin. No. We, can, we, cannot, we cannot back that up. Okay? Then on Bible translations and versions, praise God. Um, this one is very interesting. Amen. So, first things first. Um, the Bible, Bible was not written, as you said, the, the Quran is um, one book, right? Written by one author. It's not first James, second James. Someone wrote, one person wrote. Check now. Yeah. Yeah. So, one person gave them the so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. He claimed that it's a dictation. Uh-uh, no. Uh, good question. So, it's, yes. So, uh, God, is, God, God, is, God is intelligent. God is very smart. So, he didn't give us one person's book saying, this is all of me. So, 
In the Bible, kings wrote books. Prophets wrote. Doctors wrote. Soldiers wrote. Farmers wrote. So that you can find yourself in all of them. So that you won't say, ah, the person that wrote the Bible is not educated. No, Paul wrote, the lawyer. You won't say, the person is too educated. Peter wrote, he didn't go to school. So, kings, um, prophets, everybody wrote. So that's one. So, the way the Bible came about, it's not that the, the, the God gave us just threw a book down from heaven. People wrote their own books as inspired by God or as they had a relationship with God. So, you work with God, you, you experience so and so and so, you write it down, a book. Amen. So, for example, um, um, Ecclesiastes, Solomon's personal issues. Yeah. So, you can even sense his, his madness in the book too. When he says, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. That was not for you to live by. It's his personal issue. So when you get so wealthy that like you now lose God, everything becomes vain to you. He was saying his own story. He's not, not telling you that for the whole world, though, vanity is vanity. But we, 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 we misread it and I think, ah, the word is our son, our son. No. So, yeah. So, it was really, it was, it was talking about his personal experience. You know, he, he got so wealthy, he now lost God, became so vain, took, took it Hundreds of, of wives and concubines, of course, what remains? Vanity of vanity, because the, mean, the meaning of the world is God. So when you lose God, meaning lives just becomes, becomes very vain. Okay, I'm going somewhere. So, translations. So, these books became scrolls. They were scrolls. So, for example, Paul writes a scroll, letter to Ephesian church. Okay? And of course, just one scroll. Had to be preserved or, or rewritten. Right? So, I sent this scroll to the Ephesian church. And in the presence of traveling from year to year, year, year to year, uh, maybe a scroll is duplicated. So, someone writes the same letter and um, goes to this place and now takes the letter and goes here. So, of course, while writing, while writing the, the, the scrolls, um, there can be slight language changes. Don't forget that this one goes to a Jewish audience. This one probably goes to a Greek audience. So, there can be slight, lang- not concept changes, language changes. So, is that, that we, we have things like um, early scroll. Um, we found some late scroll. Of course, because in archaeology, you can, you can tell the age of a scroll by um, treating the material, the book. So, we have some, what we call earlier scrolls, some, 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 some I just, we just found not, not so long ago also, like some last 40, 50, 100 years, found some, some scroll that they think we, from what we are saying, this particular scroll is older than the one that we have currently. So, for example, from KJV, I think KJV was from, from a more recent scroll. So let's, yes. so let's say, yes, um, when Paul writes this, this is what he wrote. So between then and, when, when, and, and the one that KJV, I'm not sure about exactly, but the one KJV saw, um, while people were translating and transcribing, they added this, they added that to, to, to reflect their knowledge of, of what they think he was saying. So, NIV, I think it was NIV, and they now found, they said, they said they found an earlier scroll. And so, the earlier it is, the more authentic it is. Yeah. So, so, so it's not as if they, they are entirely always saying different things. 
sometimes they are trying, and I'll, I'll explain why. But that, that's, that, that's the point. Just, just normal woman information transfer. This one writes this. The same thing, but the way I understand is a little different. For example, now, one read that part of um, this kind of thing I said by prayer and fasting. Now, the original scroll did not put prayer and fasting. It says by prayer. But they had a culture of prayer and fasting. So someone just thinks, but what, what is it to work? We are used to down. We fast on this thing. So it's not, not trying to mislead you. It's just writing how he knows it works. Now, to now make it interesting, the way KJV works, if you know Matthew, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're analyzing the story of, of Christ on earth. So, when Matthew, when, when Matthew writes something, you know, when Matthew narrates an example, uh, narrates an event, and Mark also has, also has the same event, KJV tries to make the thing look like the same thing. So, if Mark says, as he was going, he saw a man go and pass by. And um, Matthew says, that's Mark. Matthew says, as he was going, saw a man go and pluck the tree. KJV will put it in Mark that as he was going, he saw a man go and plucked it. So that to make it look like, to make it look like they are exactly saying the same thing. But Mark knows why, knows why he didn't put that he plucked the tree. I get my point. So, in a bit to help understanding, KJV does what we call harmonizing scripture. Try to make it say exactly the same thing. Okay? So, but me, I, I, I'd rather it leave, leave, leave it the way it is. Don't try to make it, don't, don't try to help me, okay? So, in NIV, in NIV, there's a part that now, I think that part of the, NIV skipped a full verse because it said we could not find this verse in the original scroll. Now, I scroll though, this verse is not there. So, when it says that part of, this kind doesn't come by prayer and fasting. NIV is saying that Mark did not say prayer and fasting. So he just left, just left, he left that, verse 21, left it blank. Now, even the one I, the one I put there, I think it's now Matthew, this kind of not God except by prayer. He didn't put and fasting there, but KJV put it. So that's why I say that the key thing is not the fasting, it's the prayer. It's the prayer. So you now see some versions now put those kind of words that, 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 that they're not sure where it came from. They put it in italics. On brackets. So you know, that, you know that this one, we are not entirely sure it was. Yes. So it's why I say I personally prefer NIV. You know why? I prefer it is something blank that your heart is not there. I, I trust you more when you say, don't know. You get. So, but we know from, and you say that, don't form doctrine on one verse. Read the entire story, read the entire concept, then also check, check, check what's, what's on the set somewhere. For example, if Romans says, um, grace through faith, can you find Peter saying the same thing, maybe in different lights? I get my point here. So, you, you can find, for example, find John saying that they, they that believe they are saved. Yes, so you can say, okay, this one said, this one said it, then it is doctrine. You can live by it. I guess my point here. So you don't, you don't live on, on single verses. You will make mistakes because you don't understand what the person is trying to say. So, now, plenty of versions. So, my own, my own rule of thumb, if I read the version, I want, to, I want to read about the version. How did it come about? Who wrote it? Who are they? So, for example, NIV was written by a group of people. KJV, group of people. NKJV, group of people. That's the new ones like message. 
One person. No, one person. One person just gave us his meaning. Yes. Message. TPT. One person. No, I, I, I like it, but I can't make, I, I can't use it for doctrine. It, can, it, can, it cannot be your study Bible. It can be your aid. It can aid understanding. So you're reading your NIV, you're reading your message by the side. But it cannot be your life on message translation. It's, no, I like it. It's fun to read. But you cannot build doctrine on it. You will make mistakes. Same thing also, TPT. I like it actually. It sounds good. But, but I first, amen, what I do? I read NIV. Amen. I read NIV. So on my, on my, on my, on my tabs, I can have, because I have a parallel Bible of those, those apps. So I have NIV. I can have Amplified. I can have TPT. Or even I can have, I have like four opened. But I must check it first. So that it's not contradicting or, or misinterpreting what my NIV says. I get it. It's, it's not really hard. It's just, it's just common sense that before you read the Bible, before you read translation, go and read about translation. How did it come about? So, you know when there's, when there's a group work, I can say, no, what, what you wrote is not, is not so good. That, that, that's not, it's not accurate. No, it can't be like that. But when you, auto official, then we are open to error. But we'll be reading what you think the Bible is saying. I get my point here. So you cannot build your life on such. So it's not, it's not confusion. It's just, it's just the way it's, it's Christianity. It's life. It's not some doctrine. Someone just gives you, bah, take it. No, it's life. It's experiential. So you should make us even appreciate it more. Because for it to, for it to, if it's going to, going to be a scam, to be one person book. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know it's a scam now. One person book. But for it to be. For it for the Bible to be a scam, it means that God scammed many people. Or, or it's, it's, it's not even possible. Because different people wrote things that are very similar in concept and thought. So for it to be a book that the whole world will base its life on, it must be more than one person's, person's revelation. Amen. So the Bible says, it's a, it's a common Jewish rule that by the word of two or three witnesses, it's meant to be established. That's the idea. So that by not, person's, not one person's word, but one of one, like two or three, something's established. That, that, that's the way God works. The idea of two or three. The idea of, is everything established by two or three. That, that is a law. Amen. So, so, so it makes you understand that the Bible is not just some random book. It is, it is so detailed. Praise God. So I think we have answered that. Are we good? Personally, I love my NIV. Okay? Then, there's other things too. What? what? Amplified. Again, Amplified does not, does not um, add or remove. Just, they're trying to explain with many words. So, it's, so for example, they write, um, um, they that believe. They put in brackets. They explain, to explain what the belief means. More, more, more words to explain one word. So it's just amplifying, more, uh, helping you find more meanings to words. Okay? And, and when, when, when you read your Bible, when you see those, those letters, click them. Those um, I in small bracket, click it to see what exactly they're trying to write there. Basically, understand something. Don't, don't just do the Bible and read like you're, you're trying to read, you know, first to finish. No. Pause. No, it's true. We, we do it. Ah, then I must read one chapter. So, brrr, I'm done. Yeah, in your mind. There's, hey, I'm done. No, you, you get anything. So, 
Take your time. Don't rush it. You know why? God is not marking register. Now today, finish one chapter. Good boy. He's not marking it. Yes. He's not marking it. What he's looking for is your growth. So, if what you will grow on is eating one verse and really eating that verse well, it's you. It's your growth. It's not exam. It's your growth. Revelation. Yeah. So, so don't, don't be in a rush to, to, eat the, to finish the Bible. All this one-year plan is good, though. I've not done it before. I, I, I'm not doing bad, too. I'm not doing bad the defeat. I'm not doing bad the defeat. I've not done it before. I don't know how to do it. That routine. Ah, Genesis today. I'll get bored in between. Please let me know. Let me, let me go back to my first John. We, you don't, you don't, you don't, you, it's good. It's, it's very good. But you don't need to do it to, to, to grow. You know why? The, even the books come, they are not in order of time. So you cannot say, if I take Genesis, I will start. No! I think Job was even the first book. I think Job was the first book. So, yes, I think so, Job. So, you cannot say, if I do this um, sequential, can you? Not, no, you will not get you, you, Yes. So, even the, the New Testament was not written in order of, it's, it's not in the Bible in the order of how it was written. I think you had, James was the first one, James was the first book in the order of when it was written, James. So, you cannot say by, ah, if I read so, so, and so, and so, and so, I will do it by timeline. No. Yes. So, I tell people, um, Read for growth, for knowledge. Read for knowledge. And it's not like, if you find it hard to read your Bible, don't go and, don't go and do Genesis to the end. No. Start with your favorite book of the Bible. The one you love the most. Start from there. When you are born, you like, just look for the one you love the most. Some people, Romans, or some people, John. First John. Amen. So, it's like saying that, when you don't feel like doing something, start with what you love. It just makes it a lot easier for you. Then when you read your Bible also, um, read full books if you can. As I said before last week, don't take First Peter today, tomorrow, First John, next tomorrow, First Ephesians. Ephesians 1. Sorry. <laughs> Catholic Bible. Yes. I'm just joking. What? Yeah. I'll, I'll explain that shortly. Okay, so, yes. So, when, when, you read the, when you read the entire books, you can understand the person's thoughts because the, the scrolls scroll were, not, were not breaking into, into chapters. It was man, it was us that said, okay, for people better, for people better understand this thing, let's break it into chapters. But when, when people write, write their letters, like, saying, I'm writing you a letter. Will I say, letter chapter one? No, because, yes. Do you, do, you, do you get? So, it was, it was, it was us when translating this thing, we just say, okay, so for people to better understand this, let's bring this into... So it means that if you want to totally understand it, you must read the full letter. So for example, I say in, in, in letter, in the first paragraph of the letter, um, I love you so much, so, so, and so, and so, and I'll say in the, in, in the fourth paragraph of the letter, explain the love I love you in, in, in the first paragraph. Meaning that if you, don't read the, if you don't read the fourth paragraph or the first, you might not fully get what, what I'm trying to explain. So when we say, this takes us to Romans, to Romans 7. Romans 7 to the, let's remember Romans 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans 7. 
So it will help you clarify, it will help you understand many things, and you have less, less confusion. So write, write a letter. Do myself, let's catch myself first. I need, I need a reader. Bena. Yeah. Worship is connection. We're not just singing to the sky. Worship is connection. Romans 7. Start from verse 14. Before then, just open. Leave, leave that. Who is coughing there? <laughs> open, also open Romans 6. Before then, open okay, Romans. Let's, let's Romans 6 first. Romans 6. Um, permission to go beyond 11 o'clock today because it's already 10.30. Okay? Permission. I have a lot to say. So. I'm permitted, right? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Please hold on. Are we there? Are we open Romans 6? Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay, start from verse 14. For sin shall no longer be your master. Because you are not under the law, but under grace. Start from 11. 11 to 14. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part Please, of yourself. Are we, I'll also read with, read, read with us. Okay? Open your Bible and read it. As well. Just don't read it out, but make sure you are following what we are, so you can have understanding. Okay, start again, 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been, as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. So we can see very clearly here that it's saying that you are dead to sin. That sin has no control over you. Right? It says, for sin shall not be your master. So it's clear, English clear. Not, not even Rema. It's English clear. Right? Now Romans 7. Romans 7 from, from 14. No, start from, okay, 14, yeah. 7, 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Pause. So, without Rema, does that sound like the story of a believer? No. I haven't read Romans 6, right? That we just read. Now, does Romans 7 sound like the story of a believer. No. Can we say a believer is sold to sin? Can we say a believer is unspiritual? Now is that for you to answer? No. Romans 8 says, if you have the spirit of God, you are spiritual. And if you don't have the spirit of God, you are not saved. Romans 8. 
So he said that if you have God's spirit, you are spiritual. So you cannot be sold. It's even madness. Right? He says you are redeemed from sin. You are redeemed from the cause of the law. You are redeemed. So you are redeemed. You are brought into Christ. So you can't be redeemed and at the same time so to sow to sin. So if you now read only Romans 7 from yet, from yet to the end of Romans 7, you make mistake because you didn't read the full context, the full letter. You get my point here? So when you read the full letter, you understand the person's train of thought. Please finish. Go on. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. Look at that. Again, does that sound like a believer's story? That sin is living. is <laughs> living in you. So it's why I say read in context. Okay? Read in context. That helps a lot. Okay? Then you ask the, the question about um, the versions, Catholic and all that. Now, um, at some point in those days, when I started writing writing Bible letter, someone write his own and write, this is what God told me. That was this is what God told me. So there had to be a way of verifying who is inspired and who is heretical. Yeah. So um, several groups of people sat, to, sat at different times, not even once, at different times to look at all the books in circulation to now say, okay, which is authentic? Who is a imposter? So, for example, there was one in um, 1895, another one in 8115, another one in 8108, another one in five. Different points where people start to realize, okay, all the books we have that we are seeing right now. Because scrolls can go all about. So, all these books we are seeing around, which of them is authentic? So, they had, they had criteria to choose the ones that, that, are, that, that, that formed our canon of the Bible right now. So, number one, they said, is the author an apostle? An apostle that we know. Or is the author close in connection to an apostle? So it's, we know Peter, apostle. We know Paul, apostle, right? We know James, apostle. We, we know the apostles. So now say, Luke. Okay, but we know Luke was Paul's guy. The apostle was saying, I am Luke. So, so we know that Luke is close to an apostle. So we can say his book is. Yeah, we can say this, 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 is, this is a solid book. Yes. So, that's one. Then number two, is this book, started by the, by the body of Christ generally, is this, book, is this a book that we all agree on that? This book is not confusion. Amen. Number two, does the book contain consistency of doctrine and, and orthodox teaching? Is it, is it consistent with our doctrine, with what we have been taught that has passed and taught by the apostles? Because, um, for example, Paul comes to, this, comes to this country, raises a church there, teaches them, teaches them particular doctrine, goes somewhere else to teach them doctrine. Now, this, this one raises another believer, teaches teach them the same doctrine. Now, is, the, is that book consistent with what we have been taught? Is it consistent with it? If it's not, being. Yeah. Then number four, does the book bear evidence of high moral and spiritual values that will reflect the work of the Holy Spirit? So when a book comes and says that we can keep on living in sin, nah, this book is not our book. Bim. You get my point here? So they look at, look at all, the, all the books they had then and felt, okay, these certain books, okay, these ones are, yeah, these, these are scriptural, these, are, these can be canonized. So after doing order for several books, 
they came, we now came up with what we call, okay, these are the books we agree on that is scripture. Amen. So, they had to first show that the author was an apostle, to be sure who the, who the author was, was an apostle, or close to an apostle, that the book was you know, generally accepted, that was consistent with, with, um, with doctrine and, and sound teaching, that it had high moral values that reflect the work of the Spirit. So, so if the book is not, it's not in the Bible, we, have, the, 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 we don't consider it what we can base our, our doctrine on. So, if the Catholic Church now has its own, that's, that's really their, their good or their business. It's, it's not for me to worry about. Okay, so you see some books like Sirach and all that. Now, I don't call them good or bad. It's not just my, my Bible. So sometimes I, I read books that quote, that quote Sirach and all that. I don't say no. As long as what it's quoted to me doesn't negate what I, what I already know from other Bible books. Here's my point here. So there's no point now saying that those are, those are books of the devil. You, we don't need to. As long as what is there does not contradict what I already know, then I can say, okay, this one can pass. Now, I'm not saying go and look for those books to read, no. But if we are writing a book, they mention it. Don't, don't just cross, cross it away, no. As long as it, it doesn't um, contradict what we have in our Bible, we can work with it. Ask for the group chat. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, the, the, the Bible is, is not meant to be complete or incomplete. Let's not, let's not, let's not have confusion in this. Let, let's, not, let's not make it too religious. Okay? It's, the Bible is a guide. So as, as long as what you are getting is not contrary to the guide, you are fine. So what you get might expand the guide, might give more meaning to the guide, might make the guide more practical to you today. But it cannot contradict the guide. So, for example, when you read about, about Holy Spirit gifts in the Bible, they're not all there, right? But it cannot contradict what is in the Bible. So, for example, when I learn you fall down, it's a gift, right? It's not in the Bible of gift of falling, it's not in the Bible. Yes, now. For example, yes, when Philip joined the chariots, joined the chariots what do we call that? Teleportation. Flash, gift of flash. I don't know. But you get my point. So, it's not all there, but it must not contradict what is there. You must find some, some form of precedence to it. Am I, am I clear? So, it, it must agree what is written. Praise God. Any other question there? Any other question there? Then, okay, so, awesome. Let's move forward. So, and that we should also understand is um, Jewish idioms. They are how they communicate. This is where a lot of people make mistakes, okay? Um, you read someone's poetry of, of 2,000 years ago, and you're reading it word for word and believing it word for word. Now, you must be able to understand what is poetry, what is an idiom, and what, what, is, what is a normal expression. What um, is, for example, now, when Paul says, or when the Bible says, and God Addened his heart. And you now say, God addends people's hearts. You have to be careful to, to understand what they mean by saying, God addends his heart. So, for example, Pharaoh. So, people, so we say, God 
harden Pharaoh's heart. Now, did God take Pharaoh, an innocent person, and make him become a wicked person? No. Yeah. So, read Exodus. Exodus. Ex- Exodus. So, in chapter 5, Moses went to meet Pharaoh, and those Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, you people don't work, Abi. Double the work. So, and before then, God had not said, in quote, I will harden his heart. So, his heart was hardened. God allowed his, his hardness to go on. I get my point. So, that God hardened his heart does not mean God, it just means God permitted his hardened heart to show forth his own glory. So, you cannot say, it's God that hardened his heart. So, for example, we also say that um, that part of Matthew 13, 10, 9 to 10, that says, um, seeing they see, hearing, no, seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, um, he has made their hearts to be blind. Now, it's not God that blinded their heart. Again, another Jewish idiom. In the Old Testament, whatever happened then, they called it God. They just called it God. So, if you now read the way Christ quoted that same thing, it did not put that he made their hearts to be blinded. It says their hearts were blinded. Now, if, if you now read, read Paul, Paul will say that the God, the God of this world has blinded their hearts. So, so, that's Satan. God reveals. Satan blinds. I'm feeling people, oh, what are you encouraging me? <laughs> Praise God. So, when you understand these things, the Bible makes more sense to you. Okay? So, there are very important things that we should know. So, another one again. In Revelations, um, hold on. Praise Jesus. Revelations 3, 14 and 15. Um, that John was writing, as shown by God, that... Um, they are neither hot nor cold. So, they are lukewarm. So, I will spit them out. I wish you were either hot or cold. Now, I've heard people say that God is saying that you should either be good or bad. Don't be in between. If you believe that, just wave. I will not move you too much. No, if that's you. Used to. One. Now. Is why? Can't you your Bible like, like, like a storybook? Now. Is, is in, is, is in um, Laodicea. Now, in Laodicea, they had a very hot spring. It was breaking hot water. Now, they had, on, on the other side, cold water. So, he's saying that either be hot, give hot water, or be giving cold, be giving chill. Don't be nothing. Give refreshing, or give it. Be useful. Don't be lukewarm. <laughs> you mix it together. You mix the cold and the hot and you bath. Wow, Bena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, because person is not useful to anything, not useful. You drink water. <laughs> Get. Yes. 
See, this is how it works. See, when you are reading, see, when you are reading 14 now, Aboki, you don't take hot tea, but, but, you take, but, but, you, but you take cold water, Abi. You take cold water, right? That's, so, he was just saying, amen. He was saying that. He was saying, be useful. Give something to your world. That's the meaning. Don't just be there. Okay, we're there. Refreshing. Be refreshing. Hot. Amen. But you get the idea. So, so, this idea that when you read that kind of part, how will you think of the saying, the good or the bad? So, so it make you, okay, what exactly is he saying? Then you dig deeper. Okay? So, you must understand that, that when, when Bible these people, these people were in a culture, were in an environment. So, they understood what they meant. Amen. Yeah. One more thing. The Bible cannot mean today what it didn't mean yesterday. So even though, even though we know that revelation is progressive, revelation is progressive, but it cannot mean today what it did not mean yesterday. So I heard someone say that, um, that, that the Bible is not against homosexualism, that only Paul was homophobic. <laughs> awesome. So, why I say the Bible cannot mean today what it did not mean yesterday. If you had said that in those days, even in the Old Testament, they have stoned you, stoned to death. So, if the Bible is not permitted then, it's not permitted today. Amen. Now, how do we know it progresses? Revelation is progressive. Now, we must find, this is very important, this, this, is, very, this is very important. Oinda, this is very important. Now, we must find base truths, base truths and growing application. Base truths and growing application. So, it can only grow on base truths. It cannot grow beyond base truths. For example, Galatians 3.28, yeah, it says yeah, that there is no male nor female, no Jew nor Greek, we are all one in Christ. So that's base truth. In Acts, Acts, Acts 7 says, the last is our promise upon male and female, child and old, base truth. So you can say from that that that's a base truth. And before God, there is no male, no base truth. Now, we now see that um, as in the New Testament, you can see that we had female deacons. We had female prophets. Right? Philip's for children that prophesied. We had female prophets. We had an apostle junior that we are learning that she was a female apostle. You read, you know, I think it's Ephesians. There was Ephesians 6. I was saying, greet this man, greet that one, greet this one, greet junior who are co workers with me, co laborers with me. And it, it, was called, it was called, they are called apostles. So we had an apostle junior. So we can see that it, we're growing into more and more understanding that we are all one in Christ. No male, no female. That's a growing truth. So, from there we can know that, um, that a man, a woman, a woman can pastor because we have base truths. I get my point. So, we grow in understanding of base truth. Amen. So, I say, the Bible says that the same part that says, no male, no female, says, no Jew, no Greek. 
So if you say the woman cannot pastor in church, you're also saying Gentile should not pastor. But the same verse that says we are one in Christ, Jew and Gentile. It also says male or female. You get my point here? So it helps the key argument of you might not teach in church. It kills it. So you, you don't say, why did Paul say a woman should not speak in church? Amen. No, there, there are many ways to see it. One way is to say that maybe, maybe they are very chatty women. Yeah, maybe they are very chatty, noise-making women. It's possible. I think so too. So saying that, not to chat, wait till you get home. Amen. So, because we are working from base truth. Whatever we are learning must not contradict base truth. Am I communicating? So, when he says um, um, a woman should dress in modern technical clinical, now he's not saying don't buff up. Context is key. The story in the letter is key. So, doing my research, I, f- I found that, um, you know, they met in people's homes, yeah? So, I'm missing the house of this rich woman. So, she now comes to kill all of us. We are, we have, like, we are very poor people there. This one now comes with all our food regalia. Air is long, everything is glowing, and like, ah, distraction. I don't want to church. You know, intimidation, that's the idea. So, he's saying, don't dress to intimidate. Dress to look good. Don't dress with the intent of, I will kill them today. Do you get? It was not saying, don't dress well. It was trying to address an issue. Now, 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 this, these letters were written as, you know, people ask, ask for questions, like, what's the letter? You know, so, 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 it's happening at church. It was therefore addresses. So, write a letter to give them answers to questions they were asking. So, we can infer that they had that issue in church. Or people dress to just man, kill everybody. So, context, the story of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the discussion is very key. Am I communicating? Am I breaking too many tables or we are still stable? Okay? Because the Bible says that, you know, to, make us, to make us clear, the Bible says in Romans 14, let no one judge you in food or drink or in what you wear or in days Bible. So, I cannot judge you based on that what you are wearing is bad, that what you are wearing is too flashy. No. So, you cannot say that the Bible is saying women should not sleep. That's not the idea. Let no man judge you in food or drink or in what you wear or in days. That This one says that Sunday is holy to God, no going out. And that one says Sunday is my best work day. Let no man judge you in food or drink or in days. That every day belongs to God. So if we say that in our church we do only only Friday service, it's all fine and good. There is no one day is day of Sabbath. No. Yeah, please. No, no, go on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a day of the week. It's not a day of the week. It's not. Yes. 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 Now, your own seventh day might not be Sunday. Your own seventh day might be Tuesday morning. So, for example, if you work 
on Sundays. Sabbath might be Tuesday or Monday. The, the day is to, even the day of Sabbath, was, people should rest. The day of Sabbath, rest. And again, we are not under that law. That law that says, this day, you know, we are not under that law. Guess what? They didn't give you the law. The law was never given to you. It was given to the Jews. You are not, you're not a Jew. They didn't, give, they didn't give you the law. They didn't give it to you. It was, it was, no, it's true. No, it's true. The Lord wasn't given to you. In fact, by that law, they should, they should be stoning you and killing you if you come near them. No, but by that law, you are, an, you are an enemy to the Jew by that law. So that law, that law you want to carry on your head. That law, that law calls you an outsider. Lord, technology calls you an outsider that you don't belong to them. So Bible says in chapter 15 that Christ came and ended the law in himself. So that to bring both Jew and Gentile together, he ended the law in himself. The only way you can, can, can you come before the law to be ended in Christ. So the law ending was what brought you in. So don't now go back to a law that, kept, that, that, was, that was keeping you out and put on your head. Amen. So Christ became the end of the law to everyone that believes. And when you believe in Christ, you are fulfilling, you have fulfilled the law. So why Paul says that if there's any first person sit there about he says, I'm not under the law, but I'm under the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Love. Love me. Love people. That's love, that's love of Christ. Not days. If I love you, I won't slap you. If I love you, I won't envy you. I won't take your girlfriend. I will not covet your, what you have. So he's saying, the law of love, loving God, then loving people. Praise God. Are we, are we learning? Worship is connection. So, that, that's going to be so good. Don't you doubt? Don't you doubt? <laughs> so, um, so, to help us understand better, we should um, know the role of teachers. Amen. The role of teachers. Now, God gives grace gifts. Grace gifts that give some people special ability to understand and to teach it. So that what you read, you read the same thing. What I see is different than what you read. It's grace gifts. So, it gave us teachers to help us to understand, to expound what we say. Ephesians 4 says, it gave some teachers. That's what it, 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 it expounds truth. So, to help you understand the Bible better, um, listen to, to inspired teachers. Okay? So that when you keep hearing them, you need to understand the Bible more by yourself. They we, no, I'm one of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we help you to unlock truth. Now, when we unlock it, on your own, you better you understand them better. So, it's why I'm deliberately taking this series of taking romance at, at the videos, taking, you know, to help us to expound truth. That once we can open it up to you, every other part of the Bible begins to make sense to you. Yeah, that's how it works. So, um, listen to inspired teachers. Okay? And when you do, um, Choose your teachers carefully. Not every well-sounding teaching is good doctrine. The Bible is good news, not sweet news. Amen. Yeah. The Bible is what? Good news, not sweet news. Now, for, for example, people say that God has no, some people say God, God has no wrath, so he has no anger. But Romans 1 says that God's wrath is also revealed. It's in Romans 1. It says, 
Because just says revealed. It says God's wrath is also revealed. So there is wrath, there's righteousness. So when you say God, 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 God doesn't have any anger, because it's sweet, it's sweet to hear, but it's not truth. People say God doesn't kill anybody. God doesn't kill people. It's sweet to hear, but it's not true. No, we know it's not true. Because in Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira died. Peter did not kill them. Before Peter said, the guy fell and died before Peter could say anything. In Acts 12, angel slapped um, what's his name? Slapped Herod. And Margot ate him up. Now, now, can an angel act on his own? That's rebellion. God doesn't joke with that. So imagine that you have soldiers under you and they act on their own and kill somebody. What's that? Can they act on their own to kill somebody? So and angels are zombie level. It's not, they don't have their own opinion. They do as commanded. Otherwise, rebellion, join the devil. They don't have free will. Free, free will is for free, free, free will is for is for man. And once you rebel and you join the devil, you know, once you and, and rebellion happened even before the beginning. I don't know, ask Jesus. Now, 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 no, no, please, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I get you, I get you, I get you, I get you. See, Genesis one. After, after Genesis one, till the end, we don't know of any other rebellion, and there will never be. Whatever happened then happened before the, in the beginning. So, in that beginning we have now, there's no rebellion. Amen. Amen. There's no rebellion. And now, they fell before the beginning. They fell before the beginning. You get my point here. So, right now, there's no rebellion. Everybody is doing as commanded. You cannot act on your own. So, when an angel of God slapped Herod, it was God that gave the order. So, even though it's sweet, it's sweet to say God doesn't kill, the Bible doesn't support that statement. Amen. So, so, so when, when you listen to teachers, choose the teachers carefully. Choose carefully. And when you are taught also, check the Bible so that what they are saying is true. Like, like the Bereans, they always checked. So the Bible says they were more honorable than people in Thessalonica because they always were about to check if what they are hearing is true. So, it causes being honorable to do your own research. Amen. So, um, yeah. So, your, your church must call it to a higher standard of living. It must make you want to become more. Not anyone that gives permission to just continue living your life the way you are living it. Sound doctrine calls to a higher standard of living. Right, Paul will say, put off lying. Put off, put off, put off, um, put off cheating. Let everyone walk. Call it to a higher standard of living. Never allowing anybody to remain the way they are. So that's sound teaching that calls to a better living. Okay? So you never hear Paul or anybody saying that you can be born again and continue in sin because there is grace. You never hear that from Paul or Peter or anybody in the Bible. Amen. So when anybody tells you that, just mm, just mm with your mind. Just yeah. Or you can just quickly, quickly be. And maybe also be a teacher. Be him too. For safety. Okay? Because they might keep hearing somebody, they might keep believing them. 
So if you keep hearing somebody, before you know it, you just believe the person. So if, if what you're hearing does not sound like Bible, quickly be that teacher before it grows on you. You get Because these things grow on us. Okay? Very important. Amen. Bible says in, in 1 John 3.20 that you have an anointing that teaches you all things. So that anointing can help you spot a lie. So sometimes, sometimes when you just hear something, your spirit man, you feel discomfort. Ah, this, this it doesn't just sit well with you, not in your head. Your spirit man just feel eh, there's something not right here. That's your that's that, that anointing within you um, prompting you to a lie. But the way God works, if you keep disobeying that voice, that prompt, just leave you alone. Don't begin to normalize nonsense. Okay? So, listen to the anointing with you. Listen to the anointing that prompts you for truth. Listen. We all have that anointing that teaches us all things. So, this example that Kenneth Higgins gave. He said, there was this new Chinese family that just got born again. Um, they went to a particular church, a particular teacher, and what they heard didn't just sound well. Even though they were fresh converts, they just left because it was not sounding right. Now, there were people that were already in church that left their old, that left their old church, left their pastor, and followed this new pastor. But a new believer picked it up. Because it was still fresh. The anointing was fresh. So, as you grow up, and you grow, you grow used to wrong doctrine, you are killing that voice. Amen. So, be, be, pay, pay attention to put your ears down to hear that voice. Don't kill it. Because when you keep hearing over and over again, it becomes normal. Dangerous. Okay? That it sounds good does not make it good news. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are we learning? Yes, sir. It's okay, man. I'm, I'm snapped already. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, thank you, Jesus. I'm waiting for you, Ben. <laughs> okay, okay, so I said, I'm, I'm taking my, my notes for where I am right now. So also, understand culture. I've said that before, and inspiration. Separate culture from inspiration, okay? Walk, walk on base truth and build your knowledge from base truth. I've said that already. Okay, where am I? I'm almost done, Shah. This is good. Praise Jesus. Lord, we've come unto your word. We have come. Lord, we've come. Lord, by your spirit, you've drawn us to you. Lord, we've come with hearts open wide unto you. Speak your word. Let Jesus be glorified. Hallelujah. So, finally, every believer has access to the word. The word is open to you. It's not locked from you. It is locked for you to open. 
So, you must come to the Bible knowing that you have access. You have entry. Amen. Don't come in thinking that, can you can hear me? No, come in knowing that you have access to these things. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, 11, quickly. You must understand that we are inside us. We are family members. We are, we, we are inside the story ourselves. We understand it. We can get it. Now, when you believe this, your eyes become open. Okay? So, know and believe that you, are, you can understand the Bible. Matthew 13, 11. Open. Matthew 13, 13 11. 11. He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. You see? Has been given to, to you. Why do you? Disciples, it's for us in Christ. So if you're in Christ, that's a given to you. So say, that's a given to me. Say it out. That's a given to me. I have access to know and to understand God's word. John 14, 26. John 14, 26. 14, 20, John 14, 26. Please, get an iPad or an iPad. No. All this when you're suffering, get something good. And when you get your own, just No words. <laughs> John 14, 26. But the advocates, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Hallelujah. So it says, he will teach you all things. The Holy Ghost. And you have the Holy Ghost. You are born again. You have him. You have him. You are born again. You have the Spirit. So he teaches you everything. So if you have the spirit, you have understanding to the Bible. Why? He inspired those that wrote it. So if he inspired it, it can help you also understand the inspiration. So we all have the spirit for understanding this. It will teach you everything. John 16, 12. John 16, 12. John 16, 12. To 15. I have much more to say to you. Markaya. More than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Hallelujah. So he says, he will guide you into every truth. And we all have the spirit. So read the Bible, engaging for understanding. Okay? Engaging for understanding. Read by praying the spirit. Ask for understanding what you're about to read. Okay? And coming with faith, knowing that we have, been, we have been given access to these things. Don't come in doubting already. Don't come in with your, with your prayer that you know, I, don't, I don't care these things. Come in in faith, knowing that I have access to understand the Bible. Okay? 1 Corinthians 2, 4. 1 Corinthians 2, from 4 to 16. This is a long read. My message and my preaching were not with wise it's and persuasive. Are we all there? Very important. Okay. I'm waiting for us. Okay, shoot. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. 
We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Now we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if, for if they had, they would, have, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, with no eye has... Uh, Read it again None of the rulers of yeah. this age understood it. For if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. However, it's, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Of course, look at this. These are the things that God has revealed to us, his children, by the spirit. So, we have access to understand it by the Spirit. So God has revealed and has revealed them to us by His Spirit. Please go on. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a, person, a person's thoughts except their own spirits within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, Hallelujah. but the Spirit who is from God. So that we may understand what God has freely Look given at this. us. So that we have the Spirit of God. So we can understand what God has freely given us. It's not saying we will have. We have it already. We have Him already. So because we have Him, we understand what God has freely given us. And now, the way God's Word works, that you, you walk it by speaking it. So, so when you get to the Bible, and you don't get it, you just tell yourself, I have the Holy Ghost. I know what has freely given us by the Spirit. So you keep telling yourself, as you keep saying it, it, it grows on you. The word works by speaking. So take a Bible and tell yourself, I have understanding. To me, it has been given. To know kingdom secrets. To me, it has been revealed by the Spirit. I have the Holy Ghost. I know all things. The Spirit says, the Spirit says everything, even God's Deep things, so I understand by the Holy Ghost God's deep things. When you keep saying it, you keep growing, just keep growing, just keep growing because it walks by speaking. Faith walks by speaking. So take the word, speak it to yourself. I understand these things. The word is clear to me. I have inspiration. Please go on. That's it. This is what we speak. Not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. Explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. Now, if you click the, the, the letter there, C, in my NIV. Okay. Uh, Can you uh, sit there? Yeah. Or spirits interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Look at that. Now, when you read the, the context, you see that a more agreeable meaning, or the meaning of, of that, what's written, the meaning of what's written there is, Explain spiritual truth to spiritual people. That's the meaning. So, we are spiritual people, so we can understand spiritual truths. That's why it says, read in context, you understand meanings better. You see that right now. Please go on. 14. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, <clears throat> but considers them foolishness, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. Look at this. So, it makes you understand what, 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 that, what that verse 13 means. That explains spiritual truth to spiritual people. Not 
in spiritual vocabulary. No. It's spiritual truth to spiritual people. Amen. So because of spiritual people, because if you have the Holy Ghost, according to Romans 8, if you have the Holy Ghost, you are spiritual. So you can understand spiritual truth. Praise God. Someone say, I understand spiritual truth. I have the Holy Ghost. I have understanding. I can understand spiritual truth. Please go on, verse 15. Look at this. No, the verse 15 says, especially like that doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Cannot get these things. How do you get virgin beds that is spirit? How do you even imagine it? How do you get, if you take my flesh and eat my blood, you have life in you? How do you get that someone dies for your sins? Because he died for you, and you're not righteous. How do you get that one man died so everybody, everybody became a sinner? So he says to them, it's foolishness. So don't, don't blame them for disagreeing with you. They cannot, they, cannot, they cannot get it on their own. How do they get sowing and reaping? That you sow money in church and God blesses your finances. They cannot, they cannot get it. Because even some safe people don't still get it. Amen. So, don't argue with them. You pray for them to have revelation, to have insight. How do they get that you are Elias or the sick and the sick is healed? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Who are you? You get my point? So, they don't get it. But guess what? So, some of them believe that there is magic. But, but they don't believe in the power of the Spirit. Why? Because of this word has, has blinded their hearts. But you allow them, them to see magic. So, they can, they can believe in their demons. But they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because of this word has blinded their hearts. So, they cannot get it. So, I must pray for them. Revelation. Pray for yourself that when you talk to people, their eyes are opened when you speak out to them. Amen. So, when you start that, that, that unbeliever, that keeps, that keeps just um, pushing, pushing back scripture, that, that keeps repelling scripture, don't argue, pray for understanding. So, when you talk next, they're talking to them with, 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 with gospel that can break through their blinded and added hearts. So, it's not an argument, it is revelation, it's prayer. Revelation. Okay, please go on. 15. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things. Ah, car, yeah, that's, that's, but that's, such that's a person good. is not subject to merely human judgments. Look at this. So it says we, that's we, you get? We, with the Holy Ghost, we can judge all things, we can understand and comprehend all things. So I can understand and comprehend all things. We, not some pastors, we that have the spirit, we can understand and comprehend all things. It says, we can know the thoughts of God. So, I can see you, and I know God's thoughts about you. Just as, as familiar, what happened yesterday? Uh, uh, I'm talking to you, God's thoughts for you. So, it says, because you have the Holy Spirit, we can understand, you can pick up God's signals. It's not for special people, it's for everybody that has the Holy Ghost. We can pick up God's thoughts. Why? The Holy Ghost searches everything, even God's deep thoughts. Hallelujah. So, you, pray, you use it to prayer, for, for prayer. That I have the Holy Ghost. I can understand God's deep truth. So, I can judge every issue. I can know why this why, why is so I can know why it's happening. Amen. 16. Look at this. Stop. It says, we're not, we're not subject to, to human judgment. So they, cannot, they cannot totally 
comprehend us. They cannot box us. They cannot keep us in a box. Because why? We are far above their own judgments. So they cannot box us in. Amen. The Bible says in John 3, that whoever is born of spirit is like the wind. We cannot see where it's coming from, where it's going to. We are like the wind. You cannot be boxed in one place. You have the Holy Ghost. So they cannot say, they, they, they can't define your end from the beginning. No. You have the Holy Ghost. You cannot be boxed in. You cannot be put under mass judgment. Hallelujah. 16. The person with, oh, sorry. 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Look Christ. It, it says, but we, we have his mind. We have his thoughts. We have his understanding. We have his, his, we have his inspiration. We have his love. We have his motivation. We have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Someone say, I have the mind of Christ. I have understanding. I have inspiration. I can know all things. Hallelujah. Finally, Romans 8. No, that's semi-finally, semi-finally. Romans, Romans 8. Semi-finally. Romans 8. Romans 8. No, verse one, I'm coming. Oh, how great. 16. You are. Oh, how great. You are. Oh, how great. You are. As I gaze within your love. Okay, from verse 16. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children... Sorry, my Bino, verse 9. <laughs> 9, yeah. You, however, are not in the realm of the, f- of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong Look to Christ. This. So, if in Christ are spiritual... You are in the realm of your spirits. You are spiritual. In fact, you are spirits, not just spiritual. You are a living spirit. You know, man is the spirit, man is the spirit. Even the unsafe person is the spirit. But spirit is in, is in levels. It's either alive or dead. Now, the, the dead there is not, is not human being dead. It's the, the quality of existence. Dead there means life out of God. It's not some on-off, like, like human physical body life. Or death. Spiritual death means away from God, away from God's glory. So, because you are a spirit man that is saved, you are, you are a life, a living spirit, you are a life giving spirit. You are in a realm of spirit, not, not just normal death, you are in the realm of the living spirit and the realm of God. And it says, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't belong to us. So, if you are saved, you are spiritual, you are spirit. You are I level spiritual because you are in Christ. So you are spiritual. You can understand this thing. It's for you. Now, finally, the word is law. The word is law. Second Timothy 3, 16 to 17. Timothy. Timothy 3, 16 to 17. Second Timothy 3. <laughs> so, you're <putting> <laughs> All scripture is God-breathed, amen, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, 
so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the word is useful for teaching, for rebuking. You know how people say, don't judge me. I, I, I can judge by the word. Have you? So I, I, can't, I can't judge my, but I can at least show that from, from the Bible, this thing is not good. So it's useful for correcting, for rebuking. So it's not me, but the Bible said, the scriptures, you get my point. So they, don't judge me. I'm not judging. The Bible is judging you. Amen. So don't let us excuse nonsense. Don't judge. No. No. The Bible is for correction, for teaching, for rebuking. And for training in righteousness. So that, so, so that we, people of God, can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we are equipped by scripture. Not by praying alone. You can pray to blue in the face. If you don't know the scripture, you pray amiss. You pray nonsense. Okay? Matthew 4 4. Matthew 4 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew 4 4. John 10 35. Matthew 4 4. John 10, 35. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Look at us. It says, Man lives by every word that comes from God's mouth. So we live by the word. The word for us is law. John 10, 35. John 10, 35. Yep. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 10, 35. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be set aside. Scripture cannot be broken. Amen. So, we live by scripture, not by popular opinion. Not by um, what is common in our society. We live by scripture. So, if people calls mother, mother, it is mother, not abortion. Not planned parenthood. Not population control. Mother is mother. Amen. So it's important that you, I live by the word. Not by, uh, but she was raped. So can she now abort it? I live by the word. Amen. So we must shape ourselves to fit the word. Not using the word to, to not, 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 not using ourselves to, to shape the word. Even when it's good or not good, you live by the word. We live by every word. Yeah, close it. Close it up. We live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Let's be on our feet. Are we blessed? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now begin to pray in the Holy Ghost that I have understanding. I have understanding. My eyes are open. I have revelation. I have wisdom. I know the word. I know the word. I have understanding. I have understanding. I know the word. My eyes are open to the word. I have understanding. I am inspired. I have understanding. To me, it has been given to know kingdom mysteries. To me, it has already been given. Begin to pray. 
Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Declare it and pray in the Holy Ghost. Lay it back out. Shout it. I have understanding. My eyes are open. I have word mastery. Lay it back out. Shout it. I, I know scripture. I understand it. I can, I can comprehend all things. I have the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost. I, I know the word. I know the word. I have the Holy Ghost. I know the word. I have the Holy Ghost. I know the word. I understand the word. I comprehend the word. I know the word. I have the Holy Ghost. My eyes are open to revelation. My eyes are open to the word. My eyes are open to the word. I know all things. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I grow more and more in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Knowledge of God. My eyes are open. My eyes are open to more and more knowledge. My eyes are open. I grow in grace by knowledge. I grow in grace by knowledge. I grow in grace. I grow in grace by knowledge. I grow in grace. In the name of Jesus. I grow in grace. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this message. We are very sure you're edified. If you would love to partner with our ministry in giving, please visit our website at www.thisgreenchurch.org and click on the giving link. God bless you.